Oh wow. wow! What is going on here? Oh, you didn't know I could do this? That's like uh, that's like when Brother Hagen talks about that voice. That's like, uh, what is your life been? Well, today you <laughs> shall surely have you die. Watched, have you watched the old Ten Commandments movie ever? Oh yeah, Charlton Heston. Moses. <laughs> Dude, we gotta do some of that during the podcast. You gotta just like throw some Moses. of that. <laughs> That's awesome. It's amazing. He gets so mad in that movie. <laughs> he does. God, like God, like why are you so mad? Like, no more. I don't want to hear anymore. That is awesome. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. It's good stuff right Let's there. See what this one does. Check. Nothing. It does nothing. This one does nothing. Hello. Welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace, and this is the sound that a duck makes. We have no contempt for ducks on this podcast. Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace. Thank you for listening today. Come on in here. Come on to our little uh, little podcast house and and uh, and join in on what we're doing today. Join in on our little our little house party. Uh, I say us because it's not just me. It's not just me. There's somebody else. So go grab a cookie. Get some get some coffee. Uh, uh, you have to get your own because it's not included with the podcast. But it is. Uh, it would it would help if you had that. And if you don't, that's fine. You know, it's still it's still pretty good. But I really think a coffee and a cookie would make everything better. I, I think there's there's I mean uh, of things of, of things that are of this world, uh, the combination of a coffee and a cookie. Coffee, yeah, it's it's a uh, you kind of can't go wrong. No, I don't actually love them because we really shouldn't love things. But I very much enjoy them so very much passionately, in so many passionate ways. <laughs> but anyway. So today I have a friend who has actually you've kind of been on the podcast before, just not directly. Oh, that's right. Because you called during me and Josh's podcast. That's true. I did do that. After once this is released, we'll have already been released. Um, so that was fun. So you gave us some good advice. Um, you know, I, I full disclosure, I did not know that I was being recorded. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. And 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 I'm so glad you did. I believe the advice I gave was candid. probably sarcastic. I don't mm-hmm. know that it was good. I so. liked it. I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought it was fun. It was worth leaving in there. In oh my! my. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But uh, if you didn't hear that, go back and listen to Gypsy Hearts with Josh Josh Morgan, and we, and you'll you'll get to enjoy that little little bit beginning. But anyway. So uh, today it's it's a new year when we're starting this. Uh, I'm gonna speak as if it is a new year because 2021. Uh, you know, it, I'm releasing this January 7th, I believe, maybe. Um, you know, in January first, this is the first podcast of the new year of 2021, wow. and so it's a new year. Um, maybe you know, at this time we're recording it, we don't know, you know, everything that's gonna be the case then, you know, in America and elections and all that. So. A month away from today, it could be a whole different world. Who knows? So, who knows? We don't know. Whatever but, world that you're in, we're glad that you're in it yeah. with 
with us, yet. with the pun. Right, right, right. Anyways. So it's 2021, you know, new year resolutions. You know, I thought a really great way to start this this new year would be uh, with the topic today. And the name of this podcast, uh, which you already know, because you obviously saw it when you clicked on the podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway, is wrapped up in him and in him being Jesus. Um, you know, uh, not anybody else, just, just Jesus. That's what we're talking about today and, uh, what it means to be in him. And in the Bible, it talks about, uh, you know, there's so many verses, uh, that use that phrase in him. And, um, it's, uh, it's something that I think was very foundational for me. Uh, if you've listened to this, you know, my testimony, you know, I was in drugs and all kinds of other stuff and, and the Lord brought me out of that, but it was foundational for me in learning how to find my identity in Christ, in him and not in myself and how important that is, um, for the walk of a believer and, and, and what that, what that means and what that produces in your life. Uh, so many people are trying to do things or trying to, uh, produce fruit in their life. Um, but they're doing it on their own and their own strength. And, you know, uh, in John 15, it's a very, very good reference to this. He said, uh, you have to abide in me and my words have to abide in you. You need to abide in the vine that you may bear fruit. He said, without me, you can do nothing. And it's such a, an important principle to know that we really can't do anything without him. And, and anything that we try to do like performance wise to try and be good enough, like, um, it, it only matters if it's fruit that comes from abiding in him. So yeah. I want to start with this scripture today and I have a few scriptures we're going to touch on. I'm sure you have some scriptures, Micah. Um, but it says for in him, we live and move and have our being as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. And that's in Acts 17, 28 it says in him, we live, we move and we have our being. So that pretty much covers everything when you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that's where we live, that's where we move, and that's where we have our being. I mean, you know, if there's anything outside of those categories, please, you know, comment section, let us know. <laughs> but as far as I know, that's that covers just covers about all of it, yeah, for sure. And there's so many verses that that talk about this, but uh, being in Him, having our life in Him, having our life wrapped up in Christ, our identity wrapped up in Christ. You know, uh, uh, another verse that, that goes along with this, it says in first uh, John three, six, it's one of those verses that a lot of people avoid because they don't understand it, but it says, whoever abides in him does not sin. And whoever sin has neither seen him or known him. That's an interesting concept. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Um, you know, there's a lot you could get out of that verse, Micah, but one of the things I thought about, and, and we'll just go ahead and start with this, you know, a lot of people, uh, and this was true for me, even when I was dealing with drug addiction and other things, a lot of people don't have a sin problem as much as they have an abiding problem. Yeah, that's an uh, amazing statement. Yeah. Um, I, I really, really like that. Say that again one one time for a, me. A lot of people don't have a sin problem as much as they have an abiding problem. There is so much truth in that. You know, as um, as Christians, you know, a lot of people hold on to that verse, that portion of Romans. Um, seven, where it says, you know, we know to do good, but we don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, now, obviously, there's a lot to unpack in that, and that's a different podcast. But that's not, that's not. Paul isn't saying you're always going to live this way. Mm -hmm. If you if you're going to read the chapter of Romans seven, you need you need to start back at like five. Yeah, there's a whole um, 
or four. Yeah, really, that's a better. Actually, just start at the beginning of yeah, Romans. Just start at Genesis. <laughs> yeah, if we could start going back to the end of Genesis for sure. But there's this overarching um, theme of him talking about living under the law um, as opposed to living under the spirit and what it means to do that. Mm-hmm. And so as Christians, um, especially now in, in the new covenant, we, we are not held accountable to the law. I mean, uh, specifically the chapter of Romans eight talks a lot about that, the difference of that, of, of living, um, by the flesh or living by yeah. the spirit, because living by the law is living by flesh. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm getting too far away from our theme here. No, um, it's the works of the flesh. Right. So, so because living by the flesh, it says that the result of that is anger, it's wrath, it's idolatry. There's all these other things that come with that versus the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, um, self-control. So when we... Can you when, say that a little bit faster? I probably could, <laughs> but I'll try not to. My parents, my mom told me that I, I should have been an auctioneer, um, and it's it's probably not wrong. But so in your statement that we don't have a sin problem, we have an abide problem. Where I think that reigns true is we look at what the word says we can be. Yeah. We look at what it says we can do. We look at who, what it says, who, who we can be, how we can operate, the what we can have. And we go, I want this. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a good, I think it's an earnest place to be. I want joy. You get, you want joy in your life? Mm-hmm. You want peace? Yep. You want patience? You want kindness? You want goodness? You want gentleness? You want yeah. self All the faithfulness, these are all great things. We can look at the word and say, hey, this is what the Lord says that I can have. So I want this. Mm-hmm. I want this in my life. So what happens is, is we begin to look at the outcome of relationship, of being in him, yeah. the result of. Yeah. And we try to instigate the result in our life. Yeah, we try to become the power behind facilitating the result of relationships. That makes sense. Yeah. What I'm saying, and so we don't end up being in Him to do that. Mm-hmm. We end up going, oh, uh, I can look at First Corinthians 13. It says that love keeps no record of wrong. I'm yeah. going to decide to not keep account of what people have done to me wrong. Yeah, and that might work for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to decide to to think the best of all people, mm-hmm. to believe the best of all people, to hope all things, to endure all things. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to endure as, as me, as a person to do these things. Right. But what happens is we fall short. I mean, in, in, in Romans, if you read in seven, what I was talking about, where it says, I know to do good, but I don't do it. We're talking about, he's talking about living in the flesh there. Mm-hmm. So our, our head, we have head knowledge in understanding we're not supposed to behave a certain way. Yeah. We're not supposed to be selfish. We're not supposed to be prideful. I mean, let's just talk about the uh, pride. Sure. That's a huge thing. But we are. Why? Yeah. Because it's it's not a result of 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 dealing with sin as much like what your statement said. It's it's a, it's a result of not being in him. So it's so interesting that you bring up pride because pride is attempting to operate outside of him. Right. Because pride is that thing where you say, I'm going to do this myself. You're going to take on that burden. You're going to take on that yoke. When he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right. Why is it easy and light? Because it's, it's his yoke. He's taken the heavy part. Right. But we're in him. Right. So it's like, for instance, Micah, if, if you're, you know, one of your little girls, uh, you know, they're trying to lift something and, and you and you go up and you say, OK, I'm going to lift the, the heavy part of this and you just lift this over here or this part. Or you just put your hands on it, but you're doing the heavy lift. Sure. You know, well, that's light and easy for them, not because it's light, the, the load is light, but because you're not doing the heavy lifting. 
Right. You know, well, when when the Lord started to unveil that verse to me, um, where it says to be yoked together with him, he he showed me this picture of um, two oxen, mm -hmm. uh, a team of oxen is what it's called. If you know farming, anyone who's listening, I do not uh, <laughs> shout out to all the farmers out there. But uh, yeah, that one farmer that's listening. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe, kidding, maybe with kidding. me on the podcast, there'll be more. I'm a farm boy and you're welcome to come listen to me ramble. So uh, team of oxen, right? Normally, when you have a team of oxen, you have a more senior or tenured oxen mm -hmm. and you have a younger one. The purpose of this is you're going to have a team that's training, a training process, right? The older trains the younger. And so what the Lord showed me this picture is this team of oxen, he showed me are more mature, more muscular, more built, more wise ox, and then a young kind of steer. Um, kind of a wild, likes to buck, likes to have mm. fun, little, little kind of buck wild, yeah. yoked together in the same yoke. A, a yoke is the 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 bracket, if you will, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, the brace yeah, that yeah, holds yeah, yeah. the two oxen together. Not the egg. Correct. Egg. Not the egg, the yoke. That's not going to confuse people. <laughs> 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 but anyway, what he said is, Micah, in this situation, um, you're never the lead ox. Yeah. When I say you're yoked together with me, you're never the lead ox. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say turn left, you turn left. When I say turn right, you turn right. When I say go faster, you go faster. When I say slow down, you slow down. And when things get heavy, mm. okay, when sure. things get heavy and you get heavy laden, you get tired, being yoked together with him is where that strength comes from. Yep, He's yep. going to take the, 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 the mass part of that load. And that's an indication that you're getting out ahead of him oh, yeah. or, or lagging behind oh, yeah. when you're getting burdened. When you're getting heavy laden, when you're when you're stressed out, when you're when you're um, you feel that weight, that burden on you, something is weighing on you. And so that's an indication that that somewhere. Wh wh why aren't you? Why is why? Why did the yoke get heavy all of a sudden? Sure. It wasn't heavy you know? last week. Because if, if you're staying in sync with him, if you're yoked with him, if you're in him, then it shouldn't be heavy. Yeah, it shouldn't be a burden to you. So staying in Him, it's just like this with anything. You know, prayer is a good example of this. People who 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 are seasoned in prayer, whether it's intercession, that's something I've never really talked about on this podcast. So I know just me throwing that out there is new, and I'm going to do one on that soon. But like just to say this, there's a lot of people who who are seasoned in praying, and they take on the burden of what they're praying about. Right. But really, in in praying for things, we're not supposed to take on the burden of every lost soul in the world, right. we're supposed to stay in him right. and say, what's my assignment? Yeah. And it's true with anything, anything else we have to stay in him. And, and I feel like we're, you know, we're, we're getting into some stuff there. I want to read this scripture real quick. You know, in, in second Corinthians five twenty one, it says this for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us yeah. that we so might good. become the righteousness of God in him. Now, Micah, this verse has made some people mad <laughs> just because some preachers have quoted it. <laughs> And that's all they did. <laughs> they just read straight out and, of the Bible. And, and just to say that in him were the righteousness of God. Now, now we were just talking about pride and humility. You know, uh, Brother Keith Moore talks about this. You know, there are some people who take that verse and, and they say, well, I'm the righteousness of God. But they leave out the, the part that says in him. It's true that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Right. It's true that in ourselves, we don't have anything. We can't do anything. We don't know anything. And, and we are hopeless in and of ourselves, we're, we are, we are just dirt in and of ourselves. But Micah, something happens when we get wrapped up in him, when we're in him, when we find our identity in him, all of a sudden we're his righteousness. Yeah. Simply because God has opened the door for us to step into Christ. Right. 
not because we've done anything, but because he's opened that door to us by his blood that we've been brought near and we can step into him. And all of a sudden his righteousness, because I got to tell this story real quick, man. One time I was, I was struggling. Um, and I've told some of my testimony, but, but even just stuff from my past memories and things from stuff I had done when I wasn't serving God and, and just the, the memory of those things, the, the, the guilt of those things from the past. And it wasn't even current things. It was just from the past. And I was just struggling with that. And I felt like the Lord showed me in my heart a vision of Jesus and me, me just stepping into Jesus, mm. me just stepping into him yeah. and like him swallowing me up like in him. And I heard him say, you are just as pure as Jesus, Yeah, you know, and just, just stepping into him. And yeah, anyway. No, that's so good. Um, you know, defining what in him means is huge, I think. You know, I have made some bold statements and, and people don't necessarily like that because when we talk about salvation, um, everyone always just talks about freedom from sin, which is beautiful. Don't, I'm not like, I mean, um, Jesus said, I've reconciled you. And the word reconcile means to restore. Um, it means to like change and make new. He says, I've reconciled you for being slaves unto sin to being slaves unto righteousness. Yeah. So you're still a slave. Okay. Yeah. You just have moved from being slaves of sins to being slaves unto righteousness. So understanding what it means to be in him, it's not just a matter of speaking a thing. It's a matter of of attention, right? And focus and purpose. You know, if he when it comes to our salvation, he didn't just die on the cross so that we didn't have to ha- you know take the re- the responsibility of the punishment of sin. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just the only thing. The word salvation is the Greek word sozo. Go look it up. Do your own research. I'm not going to do all your work for you. Um, but w- this this salvation piece is so huge in the aspect of relationship. Mm-hmm. God constantly through the Old Testament is looking for relationship. He so in in Romans around eight, I believe it is. You know, he Jesus uh, Paul is writing to the Roman church and he's saying, you know what the the law was weakened by the flesh right meaning we couldn't fulfill the law for ourselves so what jesus did what we couldn't do mm-hmm. we so god gave us the 10 commandments so we could be righteous right so we could be right standing in relationship with him that was the purpose of it if you listen to these 10 things you abide these these 10 things you will be in right standing with me we can be in fellowship we can be in covenant but we couldn't because the flesh was weak that's what Paul was referring to in, in chapter 7 of Romans. But what Jesus did is he wiped out the, the cost of sin. Mm-hmm. But, but what is that cost? A lot of people say, well, that's death, which you're not wrong. Um, but it's separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, a better definition. Of the it. cost of sin is separation. So if you wanted to be in right standing with the Father, in the Old Testament, you had to abide by those laws. Hmm. If you didn't, you were no longer in relationship. Oh, you were separated. Seeing some stuff there. Right? Yeah. So I'm going to make a statement here. Don't make a theology after this, but just, just let me talk through this. Your, your separation comes by living according to the flesh, not living in him. Hmm. Okay? Now. Jesus died on the cross so that we never had to be separated again. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
he didn't he didn't die just so that so okay the re, the consequence of sin had to be removed mm-hmm. before we could be in relationship right. because nothing imperfect can be near a perfect god right. i mean if 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 our fleshly worldly sinful selves full selves were were faced with the father we would surely die yeah. like we would just collapse because of how great and mighty and righteous he is so so the 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 cause of sin was separation so we were separate from the father jesus came and died on the cross for us so that 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 window was opened up for us to access the father mm-hmm. his when we we can go before the father through a curtain of blood through the filter of his blood if you will and when we come out on the other side of that blood we are righteous which means right standing with the father Mm-hmm. So all of the the package of who we are, our sinful nature, as we're endeavoring to live this life, the things that we go through, the things that we do, the pride, the selfishness, all that stuff, as we go through that filter, we can actually come before the Father cleansed. Mm-hmm. So, so the statement I want to make isn't, I feel that salvation is more about relationship than it is about just you being saved. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Now, I I realize that they are one and the same thing because they are. But I think our mentality has to change Yeah. because we look at salvation and just go, OK, now whew, I can breathe. I'm not going to go to hell when I die, which I think is awesome. Sure. I'm not. Please don't. I'm not trying to downplay that. Yeah. But why would you take just the bare minimum of what your salvation gives you? I mean, mm-hmm. think about that. OK, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. The creator of the sun, moon, and stars, who put the constellations in their forms, as he says in Job, who puts the borders on the oceans, as he says in Job, who made all the intricacies of every and he 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 built reproductive multiplication into the world that we live in. He doesn't have to create more trees, they grow themselves. He doesn't have to make more animals, they multiply themselves. He built a world that is prosperous on its own. We don't have to do anything to it. He built it into the very nature of his creation. Mm-hmm. That that God. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. Now he could he could build the grandest of temples. He could build the grandest of of homes to live in. He could build the the most amazing magnificent thing here on earth to dwell in, but you know where he decides to live? In us. In us. See, salvation isn't just now I don't have to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Salvation is I get to be with the Father every day. That's why he made you. Go back and read Genesis. Mm-hmm. He walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. When he when they after they had ate of the tree, he was looking for them. Mm-hmm. Why was why do you think he, do you think he just looked for them that day or was this maybe a routine that he was doing? Yeah. He he wanted to be in fellowship with them. Mm-hmm. So so the the statement of Salvation isn't simply just for you to be saved from your sins. And I, I please, I, I don't mean to be repetitive, but I'm not downplaying the, the significance of that. But we have to go beyond just, now I'm not going to hell. And we have to walk into, I, I, you mean I can talk to the creator today? Yeah. I can wake up in the morning and ask him what he wants me to do and he'll tell me? Mm-hmm. He could, if I spend enough time in him, in fellowship with him, he can even tell me what he thinks about me. Yeah. See, that's that's way different than trying to not sin. Yeah. You know, you mentioned at the beginning there that we don't have a, a sin problem. We have an in him problem. Yeah. But right. if you live your life, you being the power between you being the power behind 
you trying not to sin, you're taking advantage of zero of what Jesus did. Well, it's so interesting, man. You said that, you know, the consequence of sin is separation. Yeah. It's so interesting because Jesus said, like I said in John 15 in the beginning, he said, he who abides in me. Yeah. But he said, if you if you do not abide in me and you look that up, it means severed from or cut off. You look in the Amplified, it says severed from, cut right. off from me. You don't bear fruit. Well, you, you, that's true in the natural. You see, if you cut off a branch or a tree, like there's no fruit. That's a like, life source. There's no life source. And, and it's true in, in nature and not to get into this too much, but you know, even in, in reproduction, like there has to be connection for there to be fruit. Correct. And and if there's none of that, you know, and this is, and I'm going to say something here and people can get mad at it if they want, but there is a reason why, you know, same sex couples can't reproduce because God didn't design them to be able to do that. Right. But, but, and I know that I'm not trying to use that as an example too much, but like, that's just the truth. Like when we're connected to him, we bear fruit. Correct. When we're intimate with him, we bear fruit. Correct. And and if there's a cutting off like sin, it, it's it's it it's tr- it's trying to remove that connection. That's why Satan wants to wants to separate families. That's why he wants to separate the family of God. That's why he wants to separate the church. He wants to separate us from him. Yeah. To cut off the fruit. Yeah, for sure. See, there's um in Jeremiah, there's this passage uh, 24 seven. It says, I will give them a heart to know that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. For they shall return to me with their whole heart. But I love the word. I think it'd be really important, if you're listening to this podcast, go understand what it means to know him. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing you're talking about being in him. It's a knowing. Now, that word know is the same word used, and I'm glad that you just brought up marriage because it ties in with this. That word no used in Jeremiah and another verse here I'll share with you in a minute is the same word that said Adam went in and knew his wife. Well, what does that mean? Well, Adam had relations. He had he had adult more, okay. sexual relations, <laughs> which is what I'll say it. I, I have You're no married, shame. You don't care. <laughs> I have no shame. It's the a, Bible it's doesn't a, have any shame either. That's a funny thing. That's great. I, I, listen, shame is not a fruit of the spirit. It's right. a tool that the enemy uses Ooh. to cause separation. Come on. If there's shame in your life, it is not coming from the Father. It is coming from your subconscious, and it's coming from the devil. Okay. If there's sin in your life, and you look at it, and you feel shamed about it, between you feeling bad about yourself and the devil beating you up, you're going to be so far away from Jesus, you're going to not know what happened. Yeah. Shame is of the devil. Okay. Sorry. Side note. So that word no. Okay. Um, can I go on? Is that okay? Please do. Okay. Matthew 7, uh, 21 um, through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does will of my father who, excuse me, the one who does and will of the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Mm. Depart from me you workers of lawlessness. Mm. So he's talking about in the end of times, there's going to be people who actually prophesied in the name of Jesus, who actually cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm glad you said that. That's because we're going to go somewhere in a little bit. That's, right on. That's, I'm so glad you said okay. that. Okay. So, so people are operating in kingdom principle by their own power mm. through exercise of faith, but they don't know Jesus. Oh, and wow. he says, get away from me you workers of lawlessness, depart from me. Hmm. So, so 
per this verse, there are people who can operate in power. Mm. Okay? Faith is something that God has freely given us. Mm. We can operate and practice and measure of measure of faith, just like grace. But you can abuse it, just like grace. Mm. If you don't know him, your faith, okay, whew, don't get mad at me. <laughs> if you don't know him, your faith is useless mm -hmm. to him. It's true. He doesn't love you for how, what measure of faith you have. Yeah. He loves you for your relationship with That's him. Right. Absolutely. Micah, you know, it's so interesting. You know, we talked about the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5. Yeah. Uh, talk 22 talks about the fruit of the spirit. And then the verse right before it in 21, it talks about the works of the flesh. Right. It says the works of the flesh are evident. And it lists all these things. But it says the works of the flesh, you know, trying to do things apart from, from abiding in him will end up producing the opposite result. But listen, it's the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. So if it's the fruit of the spirit, that means there has to be something that's producing that fruit. Right. There has to be a vine connection. You're abiding in him. That's what is producing the fruit of the spirit. Well, does, the, does, does a branch produce life? No. It's a conduit. It's a, yeah. So the, so the fruit grows on the branch, but the life source comes from the tree. From the, yeah, from the vine. Yep. So, so yeah, from the vine. Yeah. So if you're just tree, yeah. simply the branch, all your job is to be a conduit of power. Yeah. Okay. So your job is to bear fruit through, through relationship. So in relationship with the father, being in him, knowing him, being intimate with the father, the, the product of that, the result of, the consequence of, will be that you bear fruit. It's like a business that has branches. It's like Jesus is Dunder Mifflin. We are the Scranton branch. <laughs> I knew you were going to get into the office today. I'm sorry. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. I just had to say. But it's true, man. Yeah, it's true. So so being in him isn't just a matter of, of understanding that you're free from the consequences of sin. It isn't just a matter of knowing that Jesus Christ died so that you don't have to be held accountable to your sin. Because the wages of sin is what? Death. death. Separation. Though. Separation. Correct. Yep. So so separation, death, it's all bad. No, no good. So it's no not. Bueno. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's not just a matter of knowing that. It's a matter of knowing him and being in him. That's right. So if you begin to spend time with your creator, if you begin to fellowship with him, your ideas about life begin to be transformed. That's right. Your ideas about living begin to be transformed. Your, your desires mm -hmm. begin to become transformed. Yeah. So he, in the word, it says that he gives you the desires of your heart, right? Yeah. But the Bible assumes that you have this relationship. Yeah. It actually expects you to sure. because that's what Jesus died for. Yeah. He died so that you could be in relationship that's and fellowship. Package deal. Exactly. You can't just pick out your favorite jelly bean. That's, that's exactly right. We do, but you're not supposed we, to. We do, but you're not supposed to. So you get all of this, but you just don't we just don't take advantage of it. Yeah. And so it's not just a matter of knowing that you don't have to be held accountable to the responsibility of sin. It's that you need to you we should, you need to, you you should take advantage of of the relationship afforded to you by what Jesus Christ did it's so good, on man. the cross for you. I want to go this direction for just a second. And, and, and in talking about this, we're laying a foundation here. And I want to talk about identity for a second and right finding our identity in him. You know, a couple things, um, you know, and you mentioned casting out demons and people who cast out demons, but not out of relationship. Right. Well, I actually had this written down. Uh, I want to talk about this for just a minute here. 
Uh, I'm going to read this and then I just want to have a couple thoughts on it. Um, in Acts 19, verse 11 through 15, it says this. Um, now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, that's an interesting, that's an interesting job title, yeah. took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And watch this, Micah, this is so, so interesting. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Yeah, dude. Who okay. are you? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I got <laughs> it's so much stuff here. I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you keep it. You keep it. Okay, I'll okay. you. So I, I want to point out something here. Who are you? I want to ask the audience, who are you? Yeah. And, and in this context, who are you to the devil? Mm. Now, this is what I want to point out. Um, you know, Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God and being dressed in the armor of God. And, and really, when we're putting on the armor of God, we are dressing up in God. It's like, what, what do you want to go for? What do you want to dress up for as Halloween? I want to dress up as God. Yeah. I want to dress up as God. And, and, and when we're dressing ourselves in the armor of God, it's funny, Micah, that so many of, of the characteristics of the, the armor of God line up with the fruit of the Spirit as well. Oh, yeah. Like faith. Oh, yeah. Like peace and, and these things. But um, it's so interesting to see that that the armor of God is us being in Him. Um, and uh, this is a statement that I want to make, and it's powerful. I want it to resonate. And I've had this in my heart for months. Um, but if you know who you are in Him, Satan knows who you are. Yeah. But if you don't know who you are in him, he doesn't care. Yeah. Because if if we're just focused on our ego and our thing and this and that, we're not a threat to Satan. Yeah. And that that word the the knowing there, the the understanding who you are, um it would be the difference of now this might not be the best analogy. If you're walking down a path mm -hmm. hiking in the woods. If you will, sure. And there's a rabbit in the middle of the path. Hi, rabbit. It would you would oh look at that. It's it runs away. No big deal. Right. As now, what if there was a bear in your path? You would show a little bit more respect. To I that. would run away. You would run away. So the difference of of representation is there. So when you put on the full armor of Christ, I love the study of the armor of Christ. I've done multiple teachings with this. Shout out to Joshua Morgan, who's on the podcast before. We've done a we've done two or three series is on, on the armor of Christ uh, at our church. Something about armor is there's an insignia on it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were part of the Roman Empire, which was the, one of them at one point in time was the most powerful force on earth, that your shield, your helmet, um, your breastplate, your belt, all the way down to your boots, all had significance in rank and authority. Mm-hmm. So I love that Jesus likened, uses the word armor because when you put on the armor of the Roman Empire, if you will, you're not walking with the authority of Ben Pace. Mm -hmm. You're walking with the authority of the Roman Empire. Yes. So when you put on the full armor of Christ, your identity is being transformed into the authority of Ben Pace. Oh, we're getting into authority. We're going to do a podcast on the authority <laughs> of the believer. That, yeah, that's a good one. We should do that. 
um, you're no longer walking with the authority of Ben Pace. You're walking with the authority of the kingdom That's of right. heaven and earth. So it's important to know what comes with that armor. It's not just a matter of, well, I'm Ben Pace and I put on some tin armor. Like, no, listen, when I walk in the full armor of Christ, you don't, don't it's not, it, it, the one inside me is the one you got to worry about. Why did that evil spirit know who Paul was? Because because he wore the full armor of Christ. Because Paul knew who he was yeah. in him. Yeah, yeah, that's so he wore good. the armor because he was in him. Paul, Paul was known by the works of darkness. He was famous in the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. He was a celebrity in a sense. He was a celebrity rival in this kingdom of darkness yeah. simply because of this one fact, Mike, and not because of all the miracles he did because other people did miracles. And he said, there are some people who did miracles that won't even, don't even know me. Yeah. But because Paul knew who he was in Jesus, and that's why they knew he, who he was. You know, it reminds me of David back in the Old Testament and Saul. You know, we're talking about armor. Yeah. You know, Saul tried to dress David in his armor. Correct. To get him to go out and fight Goliath. But remember what David said? He said, he's not going. He's going in the name of the Lord. Right. Because he would have gone in the name of the king if he wore right. that armor. That insignia, like you were just talking about. And, and, you know, Proverbs 10 says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. His name in him. So good. So there's, there is safety. And that reminds me of Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. In him will I put my trust. Yeah, the, that whole verse is amazing. And I know a ton of people who quote from that. But what's right. the first place part but of are that? are they in him? Are you living in the secret place of the Most right. High? Yeah. So uh, what I tell people all the time is you got to be better than the demons. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is this. In James 2, 19, it says, you believe that God is. Yeah. Right? There it is. Come on. It says, you do well. But he says, even the demons believe and shudder. So if you are if you've gotten to the place where you believe that God is and that's as far as you take it, congratulations, you have as much faith as a demon. You know what's funny? A lot of us don't even shudder. That means the demons have more faith than a lot of us. <laughs> they have a lot more understanding they have more of what reverence. that means. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because they know. I would agree with that. That's powerful. You gonna let a demon out out have more faith than you? <laughs> are you gonna allow the, are you gonna let a demon show more reverence than you? That's so good, Micah. So, so being, so being in Him, like let, let's let's let, can I talk practically for for just a moment here? Just a moment. Okay, I'll take a moment. <laughs> I could talk for days. This is probably why I shouldn't have my own podcast. It'd just be me rambling forever. No, you uh, can only talk. You can talk as much as you want. You can only talk practically. For a okay, okay, <laughs> gotcha. So, what does it mean in the world that we live in to be in Him? I like telling people that. I, listen, I it's not my job to live your life for you. This is why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and listen to him. But living in the flesh versus living in the spirit is, is a pretty clear line. Stop trying to fudge it. Okay. If you see the result of your life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Do you see self-control in your life? People always skip that last one. The fruit of the spirit is self-control. I asked people on Sunday, side note, I asked people on Sunday, I said, have you ever bought a Snickers bar, your favorite candy bar? You and tried to do some mud on Sunday. I maybe. know, man. It was. It, it felt like it. people were not happy with me. Tough ground. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever taken a bite of a candy bar and put a twist tie on it and put it on a shelf and waited till the next day? And no one could say yes. Nope. No one could say yes. Never. So a fruit of the spirit is self control. So if you're not seeing the fruit of the spirit in your life, you're not living in some la la land. You're living in the flesh. Mm -hmm. So how do we How do we get to being in Him? 
it starts by cutting things off in your life that are of the flesh. If you want to be the power behind something, be the power behind cutting off things of the flesh. The Lord will help you. I mean, uh, Ben has been referencing this chapter in John where it talks about he's the vine. Mm-hmm. Or, or he, he's the vine dresser. He's going to, yep, yeah. John 15, he's going to take the parts of your life that don't bear fruit and remove them. He's going to do that. But you can shut your phone off. Yeah. You can shut the TV off. Well, because what, what are you doing when you're, because that, that's what you're abiding in. Agreed. What are you abiding in? Are you abiding in watching the news every night and you're bearing fruit based on what you're abiding in? If you spend more time listening or paying attention to news than you do the Bible, then your your God is not God, and you'll you'll bear that fruit. Yeah, and I and I mean that. I realize it's a, it's a powerful statement, but it news is an idol to you now. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're so an idol is anything that takes a, takes away fellowship from the Father. Okay, let's talk about what the purpose of this podcast is. We're talking about being in Him. That's right. But if you spend more time being in in news than being in Him, you're not abiding in Him. You can't claim to have the benefits of being in Him if all you're doing is paying attention to the, what's going on with the election. Right. Whether you agree with the results or don't agree with the results, it does not matter. Your God has become the election. Especially if it's affecting your attitudes, your, your peace, moods, your yeah. peace, your joy. You, you're not having the fruit of the Spirit because you're looking at what's happening in the world and it's affecting your heart. When Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, troubled. Yeah. neither let it be afraid. Preach it, man. So who are you listening to? What are you abiding? Because you abide in Him. What's the what's the fruit of that? Yeah. I mean, it's that's literally like, it, I, it would take me four seconds if someone says, how do I know whether or not I'm abiding in him. The first thing I'm going to ask him is, do you spend more time paying attention to the current issue with the election? Because right now, when we're recording this, it's the beginning of December. You guys may know. We don't know. We don't know. When you listen to this, we may know what's going on, but currently we don't. You know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. This isn't a political podcast. We're not going to get into it. But the first thing I'm going to ask people is, do you spend more time looking at news on Twitter, looking at news on Facebook, watching YouTube videos, mm-hmm. watching news yeah. than you do spending in the Bible? Right. How many, how many, if you're going to say, I watched 20 minutes of news today, just to just, you know, a lot of people say that, well, you know, I just like to stay current. Sure. Okay. But everything here is going to burn. What, what good is it doing you? I'm not asking you to be ignorant. I'm not asking you to not know what's going on. But it's here today and it's gone tomorrow. Well, that's the funny thing, man. We, we could accomplish more in the world that we live in. Crazy thought. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. If you were in him, you'd be in the spirit, right? right? You could be spirit led. So every morning you could wake up and say, Lord, what am I supposed to do? And he could say, I want you to go to this place and do this thing. Mm-hmm. And that would be more impactful than you posting onto Twitter about how you don't agree with something. Yeah. And all, well, and that and just that's so true, man. That's and and then also like. You could do more to impact your world through prayer oh, yeah. by by abiding in him and being in the spirit. The very thing that you want to change, you you can't in yourself change it outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. You can make some noise. You can get a group of people around you who will make some noise. And you can actually do that in the name of the Lord. You can do that in the name of the Lord. You can proclaim things. Well, we're, I'm sorry, we're... Michael, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> Cut that out. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to ruffle feathers, but that every time I get on a podcast, I end up doing it anyway. I think feathers are meant to be rough. I, that, I, I agree. So, uh, uh, yeah. If they yeah. weren't, if, why are they so ruffly if you're not supposed to ruffle them? I, like the that's a good point. Ruffles. Good, they're very ruffly. You know? But it, it's not, you're not the savior to America. Okay, I'll get really real with you. You should pray for the president and the president elect. When, when, when President Obama was a president, I never said he wasn't my president. Yep. Not once. I said he is the president of the United States, Me and neither. I will pray for him. Where does authority come from? Mm-hmm. It comes from the Father. So 
What's here today is going to be gone tomorrow. We don't know what's going to – in four years from now, we could have a completely different president. The political system as we know, the, 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 all the conspiracy theories could come true. I feel like I'm supposed to start talking like Ben Shapiro, you know, just like, I mean, I mean honestly, I mean, if you're going to say that, I mean, I think, I think really, yeah. Listen, listen, you know, Donald I mean, Trump, facts don't care about your feelings. I, I have heard that Donald Trump, I've heard that he's the Antichrist. I heard that he's the savior, the Christian name. I've heard all kinds of crazy. I've heard Joe I'm Biden. I'm pretty sure he's just President Donald Trump. I think he's just the president. What, what, I love asking this question because people get, I don't, people get so involved in politics, so involved. Okay. What would happen? Okay. Do you know, Ben, that Jesus isn't a Republican? Yes. Okay. Do you also know that he's not a Democrat? Yes. Do you know that he's not an independent? Yes. You are not a, a an American. You are a Christian first, and you don't live in a democracy. You live in a theocracy because we have a king. Uh-oh. Okay? So if you want to sit there and proclaim you're a Christian, but on Twitter all you're doing is reposting things about whatever side of the aisle you politically believe, and you're not saying anything about your king, who are you actually following? Mm -hmm. Follow a higher power. Yeah. Follow something with a bigger calling yeah. than just being a mouthpiece for whatever political party you reside in. Yeah. So being in him will be the result of that. It will be. I'm not, I don't want to get too much in politics because I get really passionate about this because it's a major distraction that the enemy uses, and there's balance there. Yeah. But living in him is where we find balance because mm -hmm. he will say, OK, today, Micah, I want you to post this scripture on Facebook. Yeah. He can do that. He can use social media for his good. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who just use it to make their selves, their subconscious, whatever, feel better. Mm -hmm. I, I see people I know. Tongue talking, spirit filled Christians bashing other people on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Saying things like you're wrong. Or you're an idiot. You ruined your witness. Mm -hmm. You're a you're a slave first before you're an American. Mm -hmm. uh, come at me. I don't know what else you want me to say. It's in the word. Wow. You're a slave first before an American. You you reside in a theocracy. You reside underneath a king. Mm -hmm. Get over yourself. You want things to change in the world, but you're you're actually causing more issues by you trying to be the power behind that change. Mm -hmm. Where where can true redemption come from? Mm -hmm. True change can only come from the Father. It can only come from what he brings. His His Holy Spirit power descending upon this earth in a mighty way is what's going to cause change, mm -hmm. not electing a different president. You may, you may get some laws passed that you like. I love living in this country. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Living in a country where I'm, I'm free to practice my 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 belief free to be a christian free to speak what what is truth according to the word is amazing but it also isn't my identity yeah it's, it's not, not your identity that's a good now I'll, I'll say this mike i'll add this to that um just just uh you know i think i think just to clarify i think that it is good for christians to be involved in politics i agree i think it is good for christians to be current and understand what's going on I agree. Um, I, I think it is important that we believe for the right person to be in office. I agree. Um, and and I don't. I, but what you said, we should not find our identity in that. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the issues that I have seen is that there are a lot of Christians who have found their identity in politics. I agree. They end up they end up not being in him, they end up being now, in them. There are issues that that granted that that uh, um warrant a certain amount of of moral and Christian um you know uh 
passion. I mean, you sure. know, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into all of them and that we should deal with that because those things are wrong and we should seek to see those things change. But the question is, how are we going to see those things change? Well, there have been so many great men and women of God who have caused amazing social change That's right. in our country. And how did they do it? Was it by well, – it's because they spent time on their knees. Yep. They spent time in their prayer closets. Yep. George Whitfield. Yep. You know, people like that. Charles, you know, these people, uh, Charles Finney, they spent – they got up every morning from 4 to 8 o'clock. And I'm not saying you have to do this, but this is just what they did. They got up every morning. They prayed from 4 to 8 o'clock. And they saw a revival. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the Azusa Revival. Yes. Yeah. Was it uh, William Seymour? Yep. I think it's um, right. Is it William? I think it is. But his last name is Seymour. He, he spent time abiding in God. And it wasn't out of the works of the flesh. It was he, was, he knew God. Yeah. And they impacted their generations for, for the better because they knew how to abide yeah. in him. Yeah. It, it's it, even even there's been some great political leaders in our past, not necessarily yeah. presidents, but people who, who have enacted great, amazing social, quote unquote, real social justice and real social change comes from people abiding in the Father. I mean, there's passions that you have in your heart that are from the Lord. Yeah. There's things that he's put inside of you that are for his purpose, but you can't be the power behind bringing those things to the surface. You can't be the, be the power behind instigating those things. It can only come from being in him because then you're abiding in his power to enact the change that he's designated you to enact That's right. as opposed to you just picking something because it tickles your fancy. And I realized that I got really passionate there about politics. I just think we need to be shooken, yeah. shaken. Shaked, shaked, shake, 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 shaked, shook, shooken, shooken, shooked, shooked. Anyways, um, that's so good man. to get just to get beyond the because it's so easy. I, I know a lot of people who who by accident got sucked into really paying attention to politics. I have a conversation. Oh, bro, with, I did. Yeah, it's it's easy. I'll be to honest. Do. I'll admit it on my podcast. I got sucked more into politics, you know, this last election than I, I've ever in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's a certain level of that, that had to do with, with my convictions, but, you know, and one, and, and, and things that I'm passionate about, and, and I do believe that God has a plan for this nation. And I do believe that God has a plan for, for leaders. And I do think that the enemy has a plan and we, we should pray in God's plans and pray away in the enemy's plans, but you yeah. can only do that. And, and so many times, man, um, well, you know, we can't go by our will and what we think, right. We have to get in him. Right. We have to pray his will. And that's why praying, we haven't done a podcast about this yet, but that's why praying in the spirit is so good because we're praying in him. We're yeah. praying in the spirit and we're not praying our will. We're praying his will, his perfect will. When, when your words match up with his words, that's power. So I want to go this direction for just a second, Micah. We've got yeah. about nine minutes left. Um, but I, I want to say this really quickly. Um, I, I want to talk for just a minute about condemnation. Okay. Yeah, and, I like and that. about the the accusations of the enemy and how this relates to being in him. Uh, in Romans eight verses one, it says this, and it's really important to read this in the New King James or the King James because a lot of translations cut out a very vital part of this verse. And I don't know why, but it says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. A yes. lot of translations cut that out, and I don't know why. But here's the thing I want to say. When Satan accuses you and you're in him, he's accusing Jesus. Right. Because when you're in him, that blood is on the mercy seat and it speaks for you. Yeah. And being wrapped up in him, when you feel that condemnation, when you feel those accusations coming against you, when you feel those things 
that making you feel unworthy. You got to remember you are in him. If you're a believer, if you've been born again, the Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's in the same string of verses that says we're the righteousness of God in him. Right. And that accusation, that condemnation, he's not just bringing it against you. He's bringing it against Jesus. Yeah. Well, Paul, Paul in that same in that same section of scripture says that where sin abounds, grace abounds there even more. That's right. And then he says, well, since grace abounds even more, does that mean that we can sin and get away from it? And he says, by no means. By no means. And he's talking about living in the spirit versus living in the flesh. See, see. When you take on the full armor of Christ, when you get to a place where you shut off your TV for 10, 15 minutes in the morning, get up 30 minutes earlier, you know, start just reading your chapter or listen, you can download an app and it'll read it to you. Yeah. Spend time praying with him. Shut off the radio in your car. Start talking to him more like like you would talk to me. Like Talk to him like he's a real mm-hmm. person. Spend time praying in the spirit. Jesus says, build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Spend time doing these things and your life will dramatically change. I, there was literally someone in our church um, that she was talking about having, you know, some some decisions to come up and she was looking for some direction. My wife said, well, when's how often do you pray in the spirit? And she goes, oh, I don't know. I, I haven't prayed in it that much. And she's like, it, do it mm-hmm. like do it. Pray in the spirit. Yeah. And literally less than a week later, she's like, God's talking to me like he's never talked to me before. And it's not God wasn't holding out on her. It was that she had to she had to get out of the flesh and get into the spirit. Yeah. And when we can get in that place, you know, the the accuser is going to accuse. He's going to come and bring guilt. He's going to take uh, Polaroid pictures of your life and flash them before your eyes. Remember when you did this thing. Remember when you did yeah. that thing. But when you're in him, like what you just said, he's accusing your your father. He's accusing and and they don't stick because he already died for those accusations. Yeah, blood. yeah it's already covered those things. Mm-hmm. So we can get out of that we can repent, which means to turn away from. We can get into the father and sin no more. Yeah. We can get to that place. It's a, it's a true place that we can get to. And it's such a beautiful thing because something better, bigger, greater, stronger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Is at work, yeah. and it's sim- and it's simply by abiding in Him, by That's knowing right. Him, knowing who He is, what He says about you. That's so good, Micah. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Well, and also I want to make this reference. You know, uh, um, right before we uh, about to close here, but a, a really great resource that I got a hold of uh, when I was getting out of drugs and all this stuff that really helped me to to overcome because it was it wasn't just a drug issue; it was an identity issue, right? And it's like that for a lot of people. You know, I said earlier, you don't just have a sin issue, you have an abiding issue. And it's also an identity issue. Yeah, I agree. And when you know you are you are in him, it, it will it will bring you out of that. It may not happen the first day. It may not happen the first month, but and when you abide in him, that's what I did. That's how I got free from drugs, Micah. And I I got a book and it really helped me. And it was a resource by um, a man named Kenneth e. Hagan, and he's he's moved to heaven. Uh, for many, since for many years ago, he moved to heaven, but it's a really awesome book and it's simply called In Him. And he talks about, he just goes through the New Testament and goes through every verse that he says is an in him truth, an in yeah. him reality and see what does the New Testament say about me in him and, and meditating on that. Like you said, abiding, like that's what abiding is, is meditating, going and meditating on those verses and, and saying, who, who does the Bible say I am in him and seeing yourself that way. And it, that will produce fruit, Mike. Yeah. I mean, and your life will change. 
Mm-hmm. Imagine finding out that the person that you are, the things that you have insecurities about, the things you have questions about, he can just verify all that stuff for you. Yeah. You know, he did that with me. It changed my life. Told me that the big, you know, kind of loud, not necessarily obnoxious, but kind of off timing, jokester, loud person that I am. He he told me, he's like, I made you this way on purpose. Yeah. He told me that a couple years back. Changed my yeah. life. Yeah. I always second guess who I was. I always second guess my nature. I always second guess and asked. And I said to myself in quiet times, why couldn't I be like other people? Mm-hmm. Why can't I just be normal? Mm-hmm. But God said, Micah, you're fighting your created value. I made you this way. I made you to be this big, bright, shining, loud person so that you could get people's attention. And then when you have their attention, them introduce them to me. Yeah. That's what he told me. That's my whole, that is my purpose on earth. Yeah. What, what, like listeners, I, I just want you to close your eyes for a second. What would it do to you to understand your purpose on this earth? What would it feel like to know why you were created? Not just a general why, but a specific why. What would it do to you to know that answer? Mm. What would that do to your heart, your soul, your spirit to know the answer as to why am I on this earth? Listen, I can tell you. Un- knowing what that is changes your life. Yeah, Mark Twain. Oh said, my gosh. He said one time, he said, uh, the, the two most important days of your life is the day that you're born and the day you find out why. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, that's, and it's being in him. Yeah, that's, that's where the answer will come by being in mm-hmm. him. Abiding in him. Well, yeah. I hope you guys got something out of this today. This has been the No Content Podcast. I've had my, my friend, uh, Pastor Micah Herbert, on here. And uh, he's a special guest versus a regular guest. And, um, you know, so uh, enjoyed having him on here. And uh, thanks for listening today. And uh, I will talk to you the next time you click play. Thanks again for listening to the No Content Podcast. Please remember these three things. Number one, God loves you. Number two, you are valuable. And number three, so is everyone else. And number four, don't forget to feed the ducks.